<laughs> Anybody know what that is? What is it? Terrible. Oh, that's not what I was going for. <laughs> that is my film shutter. You know, like before a movie starts, like a... Oh, now you're getting like five goes of it. Anyway, hey, what's up? And welcome back to Mostly Film. I am one of your hosts, Jonathan McWhorter, joined by the illustrious J.P. Payton. What's up, guys? And our favorite, Big Mayo. Too thick for H&M, and I'm so glad he's back on my couch. Garrett Hunt. Hello, I'm glad to be back. Put that mic in your mouth. Oh, I'm son. sorry. Yeah. Listen, we got these glad mics. I mentioned back. it last week on the podcast. We're using mics now rather than just all sitting around one like a omnidirectional Yeti thing. We got like these microphones. We're like holding it up like we're about to drop a mixtape. So <laughs> Garrett has a tendency to hold it down by his like crotch and like, but hey, we're ready now. So Super you know, ready. it's gonna have to. I'm just gonna be constantly pushing this into your mouth. Okay, I'll remember. So, keep about here. Um. Anyway, Garrett. Uh, how you been? It's been a while, and I'm gonna have a really hard time not saying on these intros. Welcome to Mostly Focused. I almost did there. It is. It is a mostly focused podcast, and I do want to give a shout out. By the time you're listening to these, um, we will have artwork up. It's already on our socials. We do have an Instagram, we do have a Twitter, and we have a Facebook, and we have an email. And you can find those Instagram and Twitter are underscore Mostly Film, and Facebook is just Mostly Film. And then the email is R E E L. R-E-E-L, real mostly film at gmail.com. So um, when we really get into this, that's where you can find us at. Um, but anyway, Garrett, how have you been? I've been good, man. It's what been, have you been up to? Not a whole lot. Just being a, a stay-at-home dad right now. How is that? It's great. We've got a pretty good routine going on with my daughter. And, uh-huh. you know, my son's back in basketball. Is he good? Yeah, he's actually pretty good. Okay. Like, naturally athletic, like we figured he was going to be. So huh. he, uh, he loves it, and we're loving it, too, so. Well, that's good. Have you found anything? I know Warzone came out of you, or the new Call of Duty. Are you any good at it yet? No, I'm not. My Katie's good. I'm not very good. I tried to get on there and quick scope, but man, I'm just, I don't have it anymore. Not back you in know, the XO days. Yeah, that X. I, I'm just back <laughs> into my GSE clan days. But, um, you know, today's a big day. We're talking about Star Wars. Yes. That's our end review. Are you ready? I'm ready. When we were talking about last week, going in and going reviewing A New Hope and doing the Star Wars series or franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we're not going to do like the TV series, Clone Wars or anything like that, or the Mandalorian, because yeah, we'll be doing that for two years at this point. <laughs> but um, like, Garrett's my guy. This dude knows, I said on the podcast last week, so we haven't released it, so you even got to listen to it. Okay. I was like, Garrett loves Star Wars next to Jesus. Probably yes. more than me and JP, his wife, his kids. It's Star Wars. Oh. He probably knows more about Star Wars <laughs> than anybody else, like including his family. Uh, yeah, you, you love definitely including my family. Yeah. So we're glad to have you. We'll get into some questions and answers with you before we dive into Star Wars. But first, uh, me and JP got to go into some housekeeping. I won't belabor it unless we have something to add. Uh, last week when me and JP got here, it was more of a, hey, are we going to record? Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah. And then 50 minutes later, like, oh, okay, we said some things that we're going to have to correct yeah, let's, <laughs> on the next Let's week. be totally clear. We did not come prepared at all. Oh, no, absolutely not. And that's why I think for these episodes, instead of calling them episode one, I think I'm going to call them Take one, take two, yeah, maybe. Sure, yeah. I think that's in. You know, it's on brand. But anyway, we had some pretty glaring omissions last week, and I want to go ahead and even put this in the show notes. Um, I feel like I should get my movie card revoked for Hook. The fact that I said that was a Christopher Columbus movie and it was Steven Spielberg, Garrett Garrett doesn't even I, know really. He's giving me like, "Wow, are you serious, man? Like, what?" I thought I had mentioned that, but I'm I must. Yeah, that I was bad it. on me. Um. I want to apologize to the gods of film and uh, Dad. I know there's no gods of film. I just want to go ahead and say that that is Jesus is the creator of all media. 
It's if he was, it'd be Spielberg. Yeah, it would be Spielberg. <laughs> and I left it out. Uh, but anyway, so that's one. That's one. So um, we did make some errors in some of the names, and we're here to correct those. So first of all, I'll let JP start this because he started this. Uh, so when we're talking about actresses, I'll, I'll pass it off to you now. Well, to be fair, I am terrible with names. I was very adamant about this during multiple the podcast. Times. Multiple, multiple times. Multiple times. Uh, this will be a common trend in the opening of our podcast is corrections. I'm I'm now, certain granted, of it. I'm gonna be more prepared. Yeah, I'm prepared. we're prepared. Today. We're prepared. We have show to be- notes. Yeah. I mean, wow. If we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it we're right. We're gonna do it right because it's not mostly focused. It's mostly film. Yes. Uh, but in talking of uh, some some actresses, uh, we might have said Anna Joy Taylor. Yeah, multiple um, times. Multiple <laughs> times, very adamantly. But uh, we know it's it's Anna Taylor Joy. Speaking of, uh, yes. getting a little bit ahead. Uh, I'm going to go see the menu Same. tonight. Yeah, I mean, are you still going? Yeah, I'm going. Caitlin's yeah. not going. No, okay, Caitlin's going to help. Um, no. I'm lit. I'm very Let's excited. Go. I've been avoiding reviews, um, but I'm very excited. Yep. Um, so, secondly, and this was on me, uh, we were talking about some movies and different directors. Um, I was talking about Tarantino movies that he's directed in context. Um, and I mentioned From Dust Till Dawn. We did finally get the name out. Uh, that was a movie with George Clooney. He didn't actually direct it, he just starred in it. Uh, that was a Robert Rodriguez film. Um, so, did he not a, get bit of any film. credits in that? I don't know, he may of... have been a producer or something, yeah. but I just looked at the director and it was not Tarantino, it was yeah. Robert Rodriguez. Um, so, that was an omission there. Another one of mine, uh, we were talking about the greats. And, Garrett, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Michael, you are not, you know, you're not a film guy. No, I'm you, not. You watch film. You are a popcorn film guy. Like I said, you know the Most blockbusters, you know, yeah, but that's yeah, about yeah. it. Do you know who Michael Shannon is, the actor? No. The only movie you'd probably know him in is I'm pretty sure he's in Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I'll have to look it up. JP, you fact check me on that so we don't have to do housekeeping later <laughs> next week. I think he's the villain in Kangaroo Jack. Uh, have you seen Kangaroo Jack? Would- long, long time ago. Plus, oh. I did all those uh, Garrett drugs. Oh, yeah, Garrett drugs. For you mo- non-mostly <laughs> focused listeners, uh, Garrett was addicted to meth. <laughs> For a long time, <laughs> to say it bluntly, <laughs> to say it, just to put it out there. But he's not now. Right. He's a he's a clean Jesus loving freak. Uh, and I mean freaking like a Jesus freak, not like a sexual deviant freak. I don't know that about his life. So yeah. anyway, I'm off track here. Hey, that's why it's mostly film. Yeah, still the same brand. Anyway, uh, so I was talking about Michael Shannon, how he's one of my favorite actors, who's kind of underrated. And I was naming some of his movies, but I left out some. I said there were some that I couldn't think of. Think of uh, one of the ones I misnamed. I said he was in Frost Nixon false he was an elvis slash nixon uh and he played elvis so i was i was wrong there and some of the movies i can't believe i left out that i love him in were shape of water we talked about that still didn't even mention he's kind of like the, the he's always in the he's reading the book he's like the villain kind of the mastermind behind it all i don't remember this at all michael shannon yeah the okay. one the image he's reading the green book Ah, oh, shoot man anyway yeah he's, shape of water shape of water he's yes. in shape of water uh he was a supporting actor in that but he was great 99 homes with andrew garfield very tight, well-paced, under-the-radar film. Great movie. Uh, Revolutionary Road with DiCaprio. Great movie as well. And uh, Take Shelter. All fantastic movies. Michael Shannon. I could not think of any of them to save my life the other day. And I was looking through my letterbox and scored my Michael Shannon reviews. And Michael Shannon, once again, another letterbox plug. Definitely use it. Um, and Nocturnal Animals with Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, fantastic movie. Amy Adams. Love that movie. It's a heavy thematic way. And if you watch the unrated version, there's some very hefty BBW women. Uh, that are What's naked that in a marching for? band. I think big busty women. Oh, okay. I think maybe you could be wrong. <laughs> you BBW know. fans out there, you let me know. Yeah. Anyway, but they're like the is like some big. Have you seen Nocturnal Animals? Uh, uh, yes, but it's been a while. Well, the, in, the beginning and end. 
Yes, it has been a while. We have two mics, so JP and Garrett are sharing your mics. So yeah, for now. Yeah. So we're, we, gonna. we're gonna get more. This is exciting. I like the microphone. So um, anyway, so nocturnal animals as well. Um, and the next one's uh, JP here. We were talking about uh, underrated actresses. Well, of course, uh, actresses. That yeah, was... you were talking. We were talking about underrateds, and you mentioned that they lead from. Um, I've been thinking of indie things. We couldn't think of her name. It's Jesse Buckley. For which movie? I don't even remember this. Yeah, we were talking about underrated actresses, and you were saying the girl from I've Been Thinking of Ending Things. Oh, yes. And we couldn't think of her name. We talked about it, like, and then I finally just said, yeah. Was she also in Men? Yes, she's yeah, the lead she in Men. In, yeah. She's also in um, The Lost Daughter, which she was nominated for an Academy Award. Yes. She's also the lead in the HBO show Chernobyl, and she's in the upcoming uh, Oscar Darling for this year, Women Talking, which comes mm-hmm. out, I think, in a week or two. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, Jesse Buckley was that one um yeah i'll let you take the next couple yeah no so the whole jesse buckley thing then we talked about men which Mm -hmm. is you know great and awful all at the same time garrett great and awful at the same time well you know the movie men you know what i'm talking about right garrett i think i've showed you the trailer on the way back from calhoun that one time with the guy who transforms and like keeps rebirthing himself spoilers jeez yeah yeah yeah. i saw that one well, I've I seen a few clips. I think I saw like the last clip you showed me, and it was very, um, very interesting. Not a huge explain fan. it to me in your own words. Okay, so in my own words, how did it make you feel? It made me feel uncomfortable. Um, like right now, it, it made me feel like I couldn't escape whatever was chasing me. Yeah, because he just that is, kept that's the feeling popping out the back there, man. That's the most poetic way of reviewing that movie that I've ever heard. Birthing? Yeah. Was it butt birthing? No, that was straight up mangina. He had a mangina? Yes. Like old Greg? Yes, like old Greg. Um, no, I actually, without any without any heads up or whatever, I had Caitlin, was, me and Caitlin were at the house, I had a friend come over. I had just finished watching it, and they got there, and I made them sit down and watch the last 30 minutes of that. It's important. With no other context of just like, just watch this. And needless to say Caitlin doesn't trust me anymore oh I know I mean yeah I had to earn I, every movie I show Abby like earning trust back um, yeah so yeah it's, it's a it's a it's a doozy but yeah Alex Garland we mentioned him didn't talk about his movies uh, that were better yeah. than men uh, those would be Annihilation Natalie Portman Oscar mm-hmm. Isaac fantastic movie and Ex Machiana also phenomenal movie phenomenal. but I like, an, I like Annihilation better I think I'm in the minority no, there Annihilation Annihilation's did not fantastic. get the credit Abby that's, doesn't like Annihilation that's one of the one of my have you seen annihilation endings no i have not thank you gary <laughs> it is it is worth a <laughs> no. watch it is i feel like that'll be a trend and no i no, have not yeah. it's it's one of those like and this is the same way um signs makes you feel like that's that's the same garrett have you seen signs yes i've seen signs yeah so when that's those, a win <laughs> yeah it, it, it's good um and i think the last really co- correction here uh, that's a correction we were talking about billions um, being the stronger version of Succession, the better version of Oof. Succession, and uh, the lead is Damian Lewis. We got Damian out and his character's name, but I couldn't get his last name. It's Damian Lewis. Um, and this isn't really a correction, but it's the last part of housekeeping, and we'll move on to the uh, contents of the show. Is I was saying, Will Ferrell is like a comedic god. He's the best. Everything he does is gold. And I said, well, not lately. Well, I just watched Spirited, which we'll get into now. We'll transition into what's new. Um, Spirited. The new Christmas movie, it's a t- kind of a reimagining modern take on the Charles Dis- Dickens classic, A Christmas Carol. It's Ryan Reynolds, it's Will Ferrell, it's a musical. And let me tell you, it's freaking good. Now, I promised Abby I would say this. 
on my initial review. I watched it at like 11 o'clock one night, and it's two hours long. It is a little over long, my biggest critique now. Um, so I didn't finish it till 1, didn't finish my review till like 2 a.m. So, you know, yeah. I was frustrated. Good, good Christmas movie's got to be in that 145 mark. Yeah. So there, uh, yeah, it and it had 13 or 14 songs in that two-hour runtime. So the, my first run-through, I was like, this is way too much. Way too much music, and I thought a lot of it sucked. It's the same guys who did The Greatest Showman. Have you seen The Greatest Showman, oh, JP? Yeah. You love The Greatest Showman? Um, it was it was good at the time. I I could care less to watch it again. Oh, I've, no, that's never me. Have, Garrett, yeah. have you seen The Greatest Showman? No, I have not. Do you know who leads in The Greatest Showman? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, I'm like over here. Like, he's sitting right next to JP sharing the mic, and instead I just keep putting a mic in his face. <laughs> well, to be fair, it's like one... One word questions. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> okay, but anyway, it's the same guys who do like the choreography and the songs for Greatest Showman. So I had high expectations. But my first watch through, didn't love the songs. Yeah. Second watch through with Abby though, all but like two of the songs I liked. Yeah. Or it was a flip. But there's this one song, Good Afternoon, with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, and um, basically, um, and like Scrooge's Day, Good Afternoon is the equivalent of a classy quote, a classy piss off or f you. Huh. So there's a whole song around that Good Afternoon, and it's fantastic it's real good and at one point uh will ferrell's character goes you can kiss my dickens son and then will ryan reynolds is like stop it stop it there's a baby right there he goes what kiss it kiss it son he's like oh a baby and they look at it and go good afternoon i was like yeah it's, great time. it's good times but so, yeah spirit is really good i feel like it's one of the best christmas movies i've seen in the last 10 years so where could you find that it's apple people. it's on apple, apple tv apple plus nice. if you have it it's a worthwhile christian christmas movie and uh abby even liked it it's got some really good um Really good humor in there. And the songs after the first watch through, I enjoyed a lot more. So um, anyway, uh, that was the intro into What's New. We'll tag on to that. Before I get going, I want Garrett to kind of get get his feet wet in the proverbial <laughs> cinematic waters that are flowing right now in this mm. room. Um, so Garrett, I'm going to ask you a few questions. Okay. okay? Um, if they're too short, I'll pry for more. I'll try not to, though, because I know you're not a film guy. I'm not, but you're a franchise okay. guy. Yes, okay. I'm more of a franchise. So That's I'm gonna a ask perfect you, way to yeah, put it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to ask you some. Um, first, I want to ask you, what's your all-time favorite movie? All-time favorite movie? Hold it closer to your mouth. I'd probably have to the go. The microphone, for we're clear. I'd probably have to go <laughs> with uh, Revenge of the Sith. just because. Wow, out of all the Star Wars movies? Yeah, well, I have Revenge of the Sith slash Rogue One. So Hey, Rogue, so. I'm glad to hear you say that. Rogue One, and we'll oh, get to that in review at some point, but. That's one of my all-time favorite Star Wars movies. Fantastic. And it's anyone great. who opposes that they movie... They can kiss my dickens, yeah, son. They yeah. can kiss my dickens. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So, Revenge of the Sith, do you have like some nostalgia with that? Like, when did you see that as a kid or... Yeah, I saw all the prequels. In um, theaters and stuff? Yeah, in theaters. And it was just fantastic and just have a lot of uh, nostalgia with it, especially the lightsaber battle. And, oh, on Mustafar? Yeah, oh, man. Oh, gosh. And the great. Dooku Yoda one. Oh, yeah. That's Clone Wars. Dooku Yoda. That's in Clone Wars. Yeah, that's okay, Clone yeah. Wars. Um, that's my least favorite Star Wars movie. I realized yeah. when I was reading. Phantom Menace is better. Yeah, it's great. So you know that gets un- unfairly crapped on, but mm-hmm. we'll get into that. Um, so Avengers of the Sith is your favorite movie. Fun fact about Avengers of the Sith: we went on a school field trip, and I was at Christian Fellowship to go see that in elementary school, uh, or maybe sixth grade, or somewhere around there. And uh, it was the first time I've ever had to make a decision: do I go pee during a movie because I had to go so bad because like three and a half hours <laughs> long felt like the longest movie I ever sat through in a theater but i didn't i held on did you pee in a bottle no okay is there a piss bottle close to you um probably within 10 feet yes <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway so revenge of the sith that, that, that's a that's i feel like that's my jurassic park take last week i said the one of the films that got me into film was jurassic park mm-hmm. 3 it's my favorite jurassic park i feel mm-hmm. like your revenge of the sith being your favorite jurassic Star park Wars 3 is your favorite one mm-hmm. i mean it's pretty good yeah the spinosaurus was 
A Why force to no? Be okay, with. give the give the mic to JP. What you made the face? You didn't do that last week. Why don't you like Jurassic Park three? William H Macy's in it. Who doesn't love Frank Gallagher? I'll do a rewatch. It's just been a while. We're gonna do Jurassic it Park. Did, in I, I understand, but it did not. Like the first one was amazing. It, it I don't know. It just seems to. Sam Neill's back. Devolve. <laughs> no, and the. the na, 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 oh yeah, score like that. That, that stuff's that, good. That but... cell phone ringer. I guarantee you, most people in the world associate it with that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's iconic. Yeah. Okay, but you made a face, and I just wasn't happy. I'm, I wasn't going to stand just, for it. It's just an opinion. You're going to get him. All right. Whatever. What's your favorite television show or television series? Oh, uh, right now, I mean, obviously, going to be anything Star Wars. Um, we've been uh, watching a lot of Bluey. Okay. Because of my that, daughter. Wait, is that your favorite though? No, I, no. What's your favorite? My favorite. I mean, it would be anything Star Wars. Okay, like well, said, that's I'm, not. That's, I'm a I need more specific. Guy. What's your uh, favorite Star Wars series? My is it the favorite Clone Wars is it the Mandalorian. I probably Tales say of the Mandalorian Jedi? right now. Tales of the Jedi is fantastic. I haven't I, watched it yet, but I need oh to. Gosh, I heard it's real good. I never so watched good. the um, anime one either. Uh, need to. What was that one called? The Clone Wars or no, Rebel? No. Oh no, it was a Visions. Vision, Star Wars yeah. Visions. Yeah, I never. That's not that canon though. Sometimes I have a hard problem watching anything not canon with Star hmm. Wars. So the Mandalorian, your favorite Star Wars? Yeah, I would say probably that. Do you yeah. like Grogu or no? I love Grogu. There's a little. Uh, they partnered with Studio Ghibli and did a little like three minute uh, Grogu short with some dust bunnies. Yeah, with some dust bunnies. You I seen watched. It yet? I watched about twenty seconds of it. Oh, you couldn't dedicate the last two <laughs> yeah, minutes no, and forty seconds. <laughs> My daughter's just like. Turn Bluey back on. So uh, I'm like, okay. You know. We're not into the Bluey stage yet. It's Canto, Canto, or Moana, 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 yeah, Moana, okay. Moana, 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 Moana. Mm. Anyway, so that's what we're on. All right. Um, let's talk about your first movie, Garrett. What's the first movie you remember seeing? It's Dawn, the remake of Dawn of the Dead. So just Dawn of the Dead? The re- the, yeah. Not the Romero one. Who did the remake of Dawn of the Dead? JP, since you have your phone. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Did it give you nightmares, Gary? Yes, it gave me nightmares. What kind of nightmares did you have? Okay, so I used to sleep with my door open, and at the very beginning of the movie, there's a little zombie girl standing in the doorway going into her parents' room. And so they're like, oh, come here, baby. You know, and that she comes up to the side of the bed and then bites her dad's neck out. And ever since that day, I've always slept with my door shut and locked. So... Yeah, you're talking about the remake, not the like yeah, the, the 2004 remake. one. Yes. So that was Zack Snyder. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that till just now either. Because wow. George A. Romero did the first one. That's right. what I thought. But you're talking about Were the remake. Were they like slow zombies yeah. and stuff? Yeah. So Romero, yes. Okay. That's good. That's an interesting take. That's a good one. How old were you in 2004? 2004. I mean, I was. 12. We're bad at math. Oh. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite memories with you is Garrett. <laughs> it takes two. It takes two. Yes. We sat up here one night in my room and just co-opted It Takes Two, which is a great game that Garrett will not finish with me. And now I feel like attachment to Garrett. I have to wait and finish it until he gets here. So I missed last year's game of the year because yeah. Garrett won't finish the last four chapters with me. Yes. Anyway, there's this one part where you have to do these math <laughs> equations, like basic math. I'm talking like yes. six plus 12. And me and Garrett are like, uh-uh. under pressure, though. I don't, I don't know. Oh, shoot. I'm, you wanted me to share that with you. JP's asking for my uh, Wi-Fi password. It's shared. You're good to go. Um, all right, Dawn of the Dead. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, and now we're going to get into a little one. Uh, these last two questions for you before we get into the news here. Um, okay. If you could recast the original Star Wars franchise, so we're talking like Luke, Leia, Han. Let's just do the big three there. Who are you casting in the roles if it was remade today? If it was remade today? Yeah. Um, what's the guy's name? Spencer. The... Spencer. Oh, what's his name? He he's supposed to be standing in the place of Mark Hamill in the Mandalorian. 
as um Garrett Strop this is why I know I don't know nothing I, I about what you're talking name, about but right now. Go to the next one, we'll circle back. So recast Leia. Yep. May she rest, may Carrie yeah. Carrie R. Fisher R. rest. Carrie yeah. Fisher. Um let's see. Emma Watson. Okay. That's a choice. <laughs> That's a choice. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> what about Han Solo? Han Solo. Um Chris Pratt. I don't have anything to I say. That that concludes our most oh my gosh. podcast for the day. We were just dumping on Chris Pratt and Ryan Gosling last week. Uh, oh my gosh! I mean, I can see the scruff. I mean, basically, Star Lord is a less serious version of Han Solo in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. But all right, so circle back to um, Luke. All right, to Luke. Let's see. Are you just looking around my room for inspiration? <laughs> right yeah, because I don't know, man. Um. It's like the Ron Burgundy. Daniel Radcliffe. I don't <laughs> oh know. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> might as well cast freaking, uh, what's his name? Ron Weasley. What is his name? Rupert. Uh, Rupert Grant. Rupert yeah, Grant. as yeah. Han Solo. That would be something. <laughs> wow. Abby's going to be like, yes, Garrett. Yes. All right. Well, oh, okay. Wow. Okay. I don't know what to say now. Yeah. Right, uh, who'd you, who, <laughs> who would play you in a biopic of your life? So... As of today, like your life, Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah, Chris Pratt. No, um, Chris Hemsworth. I'll go with Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> He's taking a break for acting because he found out he apparently got I saw that, his predisposition man. to Alzheimer's, which feels like a publicity stunt. That's what I told Leslie. I was like, man, you know what? Perfect way to get people to watch Limitless by saying that they found out that Chris Hemsworth is going to have Alzheimer's unlikely to have all and really what else would he have going on <laughs> i know <laughs> i i mean that no dis no disrespect to people with alzheimer's my, my great-grandmother died of alzheimer's so r.i.p r.i.p great-grandmother so alzheimer's. anyways yeah <laughs> all right so chris hemsworth <laughs> um I, I'll, I'll tag on to this i feel like if i was gonna have someone uh cast me in my life i think i'd want jason sudeikis or paul rudd I feel like they kind of would nail my little quirky, weird personas. Mm-hmm. JP, who would who would play you in a biopic of your life? Probably Adam Scott. That's a great choice. <laughs> That's a great choice. You know, he would actually potentially play a good Han Solo. I'd, yeah, probably. In his uh, more, have you all seen Severance? Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Prestige. That's amazing. That's like the epitome of prestige. That may be one of my all-time favorite series. It's I mean, granted, there. there's only one season so far, season two coming. Yeah. This fall or next year? Uh, they started recording, uh, I feel like, a couple months ago, so it'll be late 2023, if not 2024. Hmm. I think they're trying to push for the Emmys. Is that TV? Okay, yeah, Emmys, yeah. 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 Trying to make cool. an Emmy push. All right, JP, why don't you hold on the mic for okay. this one for a second. Oh, yeah. So um, that was kind of introductory to Garrett, kind of get a good look at what he is like since it's all Star Wars and Harry Potter, apparently. Uh, so <laughs> let's, let's go into breaking into what's new, all right? Um, there hadn't been a lot of breaking news this week, but if you're an Indiana Jones fan, which JPL ask you, are you an Indiana Jones fan? Yes. Yeah, so Indiana Jones is very dear to my heart. I haven't watched it in a minute. I've been planning Have to you do seen all of a rewatch. Them, yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's very dear to my family. So some of the first photo official photos from yeah. Indiana Jones um, five released the other day. Harrison Ford is still the in the titular role, um, or is it titular? It's titular, right? Titular. Tip. 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 Love them tips titulars yeah anyway joe yeah there you go it's like john uh, john lejohe yeah. e equals mc yeah, yep yep mm-hmm. got it anyway um 
So they released some of the first set pieces. And you know what my first takeaway was? What's that? Harrison Ford looks old. He's so old. I mean, he is old, but dude's like over here like four years ago crashing World War One planes at golf courses. Did y'all hear that? No. A long time ago, he was piloting. He like he has an aviation license, and he crashed some World War One or World War Two bomber into some fairway somewhere. Huh. Um, it delayed the filming, I think, of Indiana Jones, actually, if I'm not wrong. That may be a housekeeping for next week. Um, but the real question is, I mean, sure, it looks good. In, I mean, Harrison Ford still looks Indiana Jones, right? Um, are we excited, though? JP, I guess Absolutely. that'd be good for you. Yeah. Um, not because I, I think they need a chance to make up for the Crystal, uh, Skull. Crystal Skulls. Absolutely. Because that was supposed to be Shia LaBeouf's like, yeah. new ticket into yeah. franchise, but that movie was a booty. Yeah, that probably worked out for the best, though. I think so, too. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I think it's a good chance. Do you of, think it's going to be the, it for Harrison Ford? This is his swan song. I hope so. The torch. I hope so, because like you say, he's he looking old. He's looking old, and I think time to hang it up. He did. I thought he had a good graceful ending in Star Wars. Absolutely. We'll get to, and I thought, I think this is maybe a good chance for him to swan if, song out of Indiana So Jones. if he were to have a graceful ending like Star Wars, mm-hmm. how would it end? <laughs> yeah. In yep. the end, they, yep. they, the they find a relic yeah, and it's yeah, it's, it's a lightsaber. It's, uh, it's Vader. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's in carbon. Whoa, what is this? And he gets force choked. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't know. Maybe a giant ball running him down that he didn't get to escape from. The walker time. just couldn't. You get, yeah, decrepit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's Garrett? What, what what are you? You seen the Indiana Jones movies? You know, because we kind of say you're a franchise guy, but is that one of the ones you're into? No, I I can't say that i've seen all the indiana jones movies have you seen any of them um i think i saw the crystal skull one. Oh, so you haven't seen like raiders of the lost ark or temple of doom or no i know it's probably taboo that is kind of taboo mm-hmm. garrett i'd almost have to have you on indiana jones in review just to make you watch the movies <laughs> i'll just read your letterbox yeah there you go hey you did read my star wars one i, did, I mean yeah, i did send it, it to you good. so you could get some spark notes of my thoughts yeah. do you think well we'll get to that in the next we're gonna talk about it all right so secondly uh martin scorsese uh he just turned 80. He did. Uh, are you, my foot in the way? Your foot's in the way. My yeah. foot is in the way. Yeah, thank you. Uh, he just turned 80. Uh, Martin Scorsese is probably one of the most, if not the most, revered director currently alive and maybe probably goaded of all time um, up there for sure. Um, so he just turned 80. I think his impact on film can't be understated enough. Uh, JP, what's your favorite Scorsese movie? Uh, Departed. Okay. The Departed. By sure. That was the first movie that I wa- I remember watching that the the twist like the, the twist at the end that like whole that, ending scene with damon and dicaprio yeah was... I, we, we talked about in, in our little pilot podcast mm-hmm. of like what hooked you like that is for me it's little things that it just expounds on you know what movies can actually be and that was like next level for me uh yeah so departed for sure the departed is i mean that's that's honestly probably mine but i feel so cliche saying that but honestly if i want to talk about just performance alone uh, Robert De Niro and Taxi Driver. Oh, yeah. That's iconic. Yeah. Um, but honestly, probably Wolf of Wall Street for me. Uh, I remember watching that in theater for the first time. Uh, mm-hmm. Me and Abby went and saw it. I mean, it has like 600 F-words in yeah, there. I think it holds, still good holds the record for it. <laughs> uh, but Leonardo, Leo got snubbed for an award for that. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't win Best Actor, it was better than The Revenant, which he was won an Oscar for. I love uh, The Revenant. Revenant's great, but I thought his performance in Wolf of Wall Street was phenomenal that actually may be my favorite scorsese movie um garrett do you know any martin scorsese films have you seen the departed i have not but i've seen <gasps> the wolf of wall so street like oh my gosh yeah so you have seen wolf of wall street oh yeah good movie love it i mean content wise you know it's it's pretty abysmal yeah. from a, for a christian for a christian point of view, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know uh that was my first movie i remember seeing margot robbie in mm-hmm. um yeah yep 
Yep, that she was in it. She was in it. I, I do remember seeing it. So I'm going to riddle off since you're not a film guy. Tell me if you've seen these. Have you, have okay. you seen Taxi Driver, Robert De Niro? I have not. Are you no. talking to me? No. That's where that comes from. Um, anyway, uh, The Departed, you haven't seen Have you seen Gangs in New York? I have not, DiCaprio. No. Okay, have you seen, you've seen Wolf Force? Have you seen The Irishman? No. With Robert De Niro and Al Pacino? Nope. Okay, have you seen <laughs> Casino? I don't think so. Have you seen The Aviator with Leonardo DiCaprio, the pilot? I believe I've seen that one. Okay. Have you seen Shutter Island? I have, yes. Oh, what do you think of Shutter Island? (laughs) (laughs) Shutter Island was uh, like my uh, first twist movie that I've seen. Good twist. That really got me at the It's kind of a one-watch-through kind of movie, though, kind of like Stir of Echoes with uh, Kevin Bacon. You kind of watch it one time. And it's uh, they don't really hold the same thing. Yeah. But that first time I watched it in theaters, I was like, oh, yeah, thanks. It's, great. it's actually kind of a ripoff of uh, the Lazarus Project with Paul Walker came out first. Uh, the movie, I don't know if there's a book or anything, I don't know. Hmm. But the Lazarus Project, Paul Walker, I think is actually the better film. Anyway, um, that's a hot take there. And lastly, if you've seen Silence, uh, Andrew Garfield, Liam Neeson, the minute the missionary movie. No, I've not. You'd like that one, I think. It's okay. kind of a faith-based one. Faith-based it's got Adam so. Driver and. Uh, Liam Neeson and uh, Andrew Garfield. Okay. So anyway, Scorsese, he's the GOAT. We love him. Garrett's even seen some of his movies. That means mm-hmm. he has some reach if Garrett, yes. if he's penetrating Garrett. <laughs> his movies. Yes, his, with the his movies. His movies are penetrating yes. Garrett. Um, so <laughs> lastly, for what's new, um, we're talking about what new series, what new movies, whatever, are coming out that we're excited for. Um, so for me, I'm going to talk about the one I'm going to go see tonight. I'm going to see The Menu. Apparently, yeah. JP is going to see The Menu yeah. tonight. How are you excited? I am very excited. Uh, I did. I told you yesterday, but did you know prior that it was Adam McKay and Will Ferrell producing this movie? I did not. I did is, not either. That's got me even more excited. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I knew just by the premise that there would be some humor, dark, humor, like dark humor. Sure. But knowing knowing that now, I'm I'm really excited. I'm looking forward. Well, to I lives. like Adam. Adam McKay and Will Ferrell have a ball. Well, first of all, I thought they were beefing yeah. real bad. But I went and looked at Will Ferrell's letterbox, like upcoming as producer. Him and Adam McKay have like eight or nine movies coming out together. So hopefully they bury the hatchet because some of them look. Great. Really good, yeah. Um, but yeah, the menu: Ralph Fiennes, uh, Alan, Alan, <laughs> Anna, Joy, Taylor, yeah, uh, Nicholas Hout, uh, John Lucasimo. Um, I may butcher the names, but I'm getting them right. I know the faces. I don't know the names. Yeah, so. um, it's gonna be a great movie. Uh, the premise: I- I've been very careful to avoid spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go to this like very uppity, ritzy, invite-only place, and looks I, like I was reading a little bit because you know me. The they've been saying the horror summer of. The yes, food industry. Which, which I told if, Abby that. She's like, oh. Which, if you like, you know, all high class citizens watched the Bear, uh, this this past year. I didn't watch the Bear. Oh, you're talking about the, the FX show with Lip. Yes, if you watch the Bear, you would have a higher appreciation Jeremy for the show. Jeremy, Jeremy, yes, I pulled that out of the air. Yeah, that uh, is. I mean, it, you would you would love it. it is I think so. Good. I love Shameless. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for the menu. I do have very high expectations for that, uh, but I've been trying to avoid reviews to see anything. Um, I did watch Spirited. I told y'all that's a Christmas classic. Uh, very excited. Y'all should definitely watch that. Um, the Wonder with Florence Pugh. Yeah. Dropped on Netflix. That was actually a week ago. I didn't mention it last week. It's fantastic. Uh, a little slow, but it's really good. Yeah. Um, Bones and All drops this coming week uh, in The Fableman. I'll wait, I'll wait for your review on Bones and All. You don't want to go see that? I do, but it I'll comes, wait. It's playing in Cinemark. Oh, okay. Coming to Cinemark. That's Shocking. Crazy. Not yeah. Maiden Alley. I mean, I'll if I can go see it at Maiden Alley, it'll I will. To, it'll come to But I don't want to wait. Yeah. You know, sometimes they'll show movies three weeks later. I don't want to do that. No. So that's, Support your local theater. Well, I am. The, that's why I'm going to see the menu tonight. Yeah. It's cl- opening weekend. Um, We saw Black Panther. It was great. Uh, Glass Onion comes out next week as well. Awesome. So all excited for those. Um, some good things. We'll talk about those more in depth as they happen. So that's it for what's new. So now we move on to in review. In review. Uh, so this week we dove into Star Wars, um, and we watched A New Hope. 
Um, that's the, for anybody who doesn't know, if you're not a Star Wars person, uh, that is the first leading, first ever Star Wars uh, piece of media to come out. Yeah. Uh, came out in 1977, uh, George Lucas. And it's, before I watched it, I don't remember it being, I, get, I had it at four and a half stars prior on Letterboxd. But after my watch through, I moved it to five. Mm-hmm. Um, you read my review, JP? I think it's my longest review. Um, you did, though. Yes, I did. Uh, so let's 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 just jump right into it. Okay, Garrett, I'll ask you first. You're our Star Wars resident expert. Okay. Um, I, I have a video of you on my phone, literally explaining it to um, somebody else. I won't say names. Yes. For like four or five minutes, just explaining deep context. Yeah, about just, Ahsoka. I'm yeah, Ahsoka. Sure. It was Ahsoka. <laughs> uh, so a new hope. So let's start with the the burning question in the room. It came out in '77. We're 45 mm-hmm. years removed from that. How does it hold up today? Um, I feel like the movie holds up terrific. It's great. I revisited probably a couple months ago um, after watching all the Star Wars uh, series and shows on Disney. I, I revisited it and I just I was like, wow, this is a fantastic movie. You know, um, the age didn't do it, you know, too bad. The only if uh, the only problems I had with it, and I would say problems, quote unquote, like loosely is whenever they turn the lightsabers on, you can tell they like stop the movie mm-hmm. and then add the lightsaber and then start the movie back up. Yep. And I, I caught that um, too. Cause you, you told me that and I was right at that about to be at the duel with yeah. uh, uh, Vader and Obi-Wan and Oh, by the way, we're going to have spoilers. If you yeah. haven't seen it in 45 years, that's on you. Yeah. That's so on, there's going to yeah. be some spoilers <laughs> here. Uh, so vi- visually from the effect standpoint, outside of the lightsaber, how do you mm-hmm. feel like it holds up? I, I think it holds up pretty good still. I mean, the opening scene where you have the star destroyer chasing, down princess leia's ship and everything i mean it still looks good it doesn't take me out of the universe when i watch it and that's the problem i had when i went back and revisited it i was like man i don't want to watch a movie that's old and then when i watched it i was like oh this holds up great i Mm -hmm. I enjoy it it didn't take me out of the universe i still was getting the context and seeing the foundation for everything that a new hope laid moving forward i think that's one of the most interesting parts of it is you know talking about what works today all the Star Wars media we have today, it makes A New Hope so much more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Especially and especially after, like, I appreciate the new Obi-Wan series so much more mm-hmm. coming into this. Because, like, seeing Leia, they did the perfect job casting oh, young dude, Leia. Great. And, like, seeing her message to Obi-Wan and all that stuff it makes mm-hmm. so much more sense, a deeper appreciation dude, for Dude, one of the Hope. best parts of that is when Obi-Wan says that he can see Padme in Leia. And I was just like, oh. And then he could see Anakin in Leia as well. And it was just... Beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, it, it was great. I, so I, I think visually, and I'll pass it to JP here for the visual effects portion of it. Um, I thought it holds up pretty admirably, actually. Um, especially if you think about it at the time. I tried to watch this movie in a snapshot of just this alone. Yeah. Like just A New Hope, not in addition to everything else like what we were just talking about, like with all the other stuff that's come out since, and trying not yeah. to think of it in a 2022 standpoint for CGI animation. That movie holds up admirably well. And I, I said in my review, I don't think we've ever probably had anything that groundbreaking. I don't think anything's probably topped what a new hope was for the time, except for maybe James Cameron's original avatar. That's the only thing I can think of. That's probably those two movies that are just like redefined cinema. So cold, like, yes, on, on a a big picture culturally. Yes. But like, as far as making movies, making, you know, all this Mm -hmm. whole, whole thing, um, it was, so I had actually, before we even talked about starting out with a new hope, I had started. I, I did a rewatch of a Space Odyssey, mm-hmm. which the old one, yeah, yeah, two thousand one yeah. Space Odyssey, and like that's probably ten years before Star Wars. Yeah, and it's dude, been a that, long time since that is beautiful, and and you can tell like knowing knowing what how 
where George Lucas started out at it, it it makes sense you know I personally you know you're, you're talking about like how now you're able to look back at you know with with Padme you can see Padme and all this with, with the kids and all this stuff but that that wasn't the vision at the time right yeah so when you're taking a snapshot of this movie in this moment I think there's a lot of holes yeah because I said that in my review I said yeah. there's a continuity issue yeah I said that's absolutely. not the fault of the movie because they could have never fathomed yeah what this was going to spawn into so I I Again, like it's it's not five stars for me. Yeah, um, I get that. It, it's probably around four, which is that's a, which that's is a great good. rating. That's like I, a solid eight. I enjoy it. Um, I think it, um, you know, something for me, and we can get into this later. I, I think it, it is a cornerstone for a lot of, you know, uh, fantasy like uh, movies that we have today, as far as character building mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. So it, it's it's great. I think it's it it holds. A uh, great place in in film history. Yeah, I think so too. My my biggest my biggest flaw with it, um, like I said, I think it looks beautiful for, for the time. Um, my biggest issue though is what they did post ad, like the in, in the Tatooine scene where they land back down. They're looking for uh, the droids. Mm-hmm. Uh, they add CGI'd those um, little lizards. They yeah, ride. I don't yeah. know what they are. That looks very out of place. Go ahead. Well, isn't that like a a re like a remastered? Type? Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. like, you, unless you have like the original VHS, yeah. which my dad does. I mean, I, I hope he never. Yeah, gets rid I, of those. I wish because I watched it on Disney Plus too. I don't. Yeah. I don't have. A That's hard what copy I watched it. it too. Yeah. So I, mean, I have the DVDs, and maybe they're not over and like the original, not Blu-ray, yeah. like the first release run of DVDs. Maybe that's not on there. But I did it on Disney Plus, yeah. and those were imposed into there. And there's also uh, when they're leaving. Uh, da, 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 is it Mos Eisley? No, uh, that's on Tatooine. That's yeah. The they're, city they're, they're leaving yeah. most Eisley with Han Solo, mm-hmm. and the original uh, Han isn't having a conversation with Jabba the Hutt and uh, Boba Fett. Uh, that's imposed into the new one as well, and you can tell that Harrison Ford is not. It, it looks it, a little wonky. It's very wonky. Yeah. they could just left it out. I mean, because yeah. everything else is fully fleshed that out now. Like mm-hmm. I didn't need that. I thought it kind of took away. Yeah. So it's not the movie itself. It's what they've added to it. The does movie look since. awkward. It doesn't look right, and I think mm-hmm. the CGI is crappy on top of it. So it just doesn't mesh well so you want to talk about what it does well today though because mm-hmm. um, i said you know what what does work today and what doesn't is the practical effects i think nowadays yeah. a lot of movies just lean on like i just went and saw black adam uh this last week uh that is 100 percent beginning to end green screen cgi uh some mm-hmm. of it good i mean it still looked good i had a great time with black adam um because it's just an old school popcorn flick well, that's was, what people said uh was fault with the f- one two and three um phantom fr- menace type okay. clones and revenge of the sith mm-hmm. is um, the, all they did was play on on green screens the well, entire time. Well, that time. was the new thing then. Though. So, I mean, they're, right. they're cutting the technology then. Like, I mean, I, we'll rewatch them. I haven't watched them all in a long time, mm-hmm. and we'll see how it holds up. But what, one thing I love about those old ones, you know, you're right in the Jim Henson era. You know, is everything's practical effects. Yes. The sets are real. You know, the the droids are you know like built mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's people in them. You know, I'm not like saying they built a C3PO. You know, uh, yeah. what's his name, uh, Anthony. Something I think I know. whatever no, I'm not gonna fact check it we'll just go from there I know Peter Mayhew is Chewbacca but uh, anyway uh, yeah the practical effects I think that's something I wish would come back in a lot of ways because I think it just looks more endearing uh, like Jurassic Park the T Rex you know that's all oh, the man. original one that's real they built the big animatronics yes. still uh, that looks really great works to this works day. well today um, and like I said what doesn't was the overimposing of the CGI that was added post mm-hmm. um, and honestly if you look at the story in a snapshot of the movie there are a lot of plot holes well I was gonna say coming back to what JP was saying and what you were saying about if you just look at that movie by itself, I mean, there are so many holes that need to be filled. It's like they you just know? expect you to know. Like, yeah. There's like, so much. Like, I was watching, I was like, okay, take everything I know out. Yes. Like, 
I don't know. They tried. They do an admirable job building a backstory around some of these people. Yeah. But in doing that, they open a lot of plot holes that they don't answer in five and six. Let right. alone, you know, well, just they even like Obi Wan talking to Luke about your father served in the Clone Wars, like no one would have known what the Clone Wars was, and they didn't explain nothing about the Clone mm-hmm. Wars. They didn't explain that, you know, they didn't explain nothing, and so you were left with like, what's the Clone Wars? You he know? also says something about not seeing. Hadn't gone by Obi-Wan since well before Luke was born. Yeah. Well, obviously, that's not true. Uh, now, granted, you get to see the little Luke playing with the little uh, spaceship yeah, craft right. that Obi-Wan gave yeah. him in the series. But, like, obviously, he went before Obi-Wan. Yeah. You know, he's like, what, six, seven, eight in Obi-Wan, the Kenobi series? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's and obviously. R2D2 would have known Obi-Wan as yeah, well. So that's would, that's so probably the have, biggest uh, thing. He sensed R2D2, but he didn't know who he was. He just kind of looked at him like, well, wasn't that wasn't that a memory wipe thing it, that they tried to explain later on? Like Kenobi it, got wiped. No, that the the, the droids got I, they wiped. They mentioned why, that uh, Uncle Owen wanted to wipe the yeah. droids memory, but I don't think they. But I'm, I'm talking before before Leia gets a hold of them. Like that is um, maybe something that they've, they've been reset since then, and and all that. I'm sure there are Star Wars. I don't know. You know, heads out there that know much more about this than than us, but. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure about that one, but that would be another plot hole. Like I said, I feel like it opens itself up to a lot. Like, and he yeah. meets the pilot before they go do the. Um, I, I thought. I thought like what Garrett was saying about uh, when they're they're talking about Darth Vader and and Obi Wan's talking about uh, Luke's father, um, and I was when I did my rewatch, uh, Caitlin was watching with me just in the background. She was doing some other stuff, and she had pointed out this is like because uh, Obi Wan says like uh, he died to Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Why would they say it like that? Like, they do they not have the foresight to like know that Darth Vader is eventually going to be revealed?" I guess that's a question. I don't know the answer. Yeah. Maybe you do, Garrett. I don't know. Did they plan when they made four? Did or you know, so a New Hope? Did they did they have plans for Empire Strikes Back? So at the time? one of my one of my uh, hangups was later on whenever Luke basically joins the rebellion. Uh, they reference him like they do Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Like, did nobody know? Anakin Skywalker, yeah, exactly. In, it, like it in wasn't the rebellion. A, unless it was like a Doctor Strange, Peter Parker moment I, where he white, where you know Palpatine just don't don't wiped think it. so. I don't either. Um, so again, I think it's one of those potholes that, in the grand scheme of things, uh, this this turned into something way bigger than George Lucas. And they've done imagined. a very admirable job yeah. fixing it, and you know, adding to you know, fixing a lot of the plugging those holes. Uh, good old fashioned Star Wars butt plug. You know, they yeah. plugged them all up. Uh, most of them. <laughs> you like that, Gary? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing new. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the cultural impact. Um, mm-hmm. I said in my review, my most recent one, which you can find on Letterbox, Bamboozle Thirteen, that I think it's the most, probably the most iconic science fiction movie mm-hmm. to ever be made. And a lot of films, most science fiction films since owe something to that. We all owe mm-hmm. a hearty thank you to George Lucas. Um, but also said it may be one of the most culturally impactful films to ever be made, even outside of the genre. Um, I think if you you hear James Earl Jones' voice anywhere in the world outside of like a primitive tribe or something, yeah, they know who they they're, they're going to associate that with either Mufasa or Darth Vader. Absolutely, I, uh, I think people you say Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Princess Leia, people will even if they don't watch Star Wars, they'll know who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I think the cultural impact from Star the franchise itself, but started with a New Hope is monumental i don't think you there's to me there's not a greater cultural impact than what a new hope has done yeah and and i would agree that the culture and cultural impact's been phenomenal um i was looking up about what the the franchise is worth combined like their box office sales and what the franchise is actually worth and it's upwards near 70 billion dollars and so insane 
that's a lot of money. Um, and so something that expensive, you know, definitely impacts culture and, uh, how people see things. And you were talking about James Earl Jones. I have on here, you know, everyone knows who Darth Vader is. You can, you know, four out of five people would know who Darth Vader is and, and not seeing star Wars is is a taboo thing, you know, know, like it's almost like people brag. Well, yeah, I've never seen Star yeah. Wars, or, 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 you know, and it's you like, know, in the last cool. episode, JP's like, I don't really like Star Wars. I was like, <laughs> that's fine, but we like JP. Yeah. So. <laughs> let's, let's get it clear. And we will explain this movie to movie. I, I enjoy the Star Wars. I am not as invested as I am in other like fantasy Lord of the series. Rings. Love Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I love Indiana Jones. Love, hey, you know, pause, little, yeah. little Star Wars break for a second. Did you like Willow Time? We were in mostly focus. We talked about getting ready to watch it. <sighs> But we never got to talk about you watching the show. So Wheel of Time being an Amazon Prime TV series based off the Robert Jordan books. Because you like the books. I love the books. The books absolutely changed my, like, I I read books differently um, because of those. Robert Jordan is a world builder of world builders. Mm. Um, he's, he's up there with Tolkien, if not better. Uh, or not, not listen i'm just saying man it it's it's true <laughs> so how was the show it was garbage <gasps> hot garbage oh wow yeah wow yeah i haven't watched it I when no you've got to watch listen it, when you honest, got 14 but... books of source material and you deviate as much as they did it's it's almost unforgivable so rings of power is better than will of time uh rings of power is so much better than will of time um and you know it's it's season yeah. eight of game of thrones or season one of will of time uh, season eight of Game of Thrones, solely because I don't, solely because I don't know the content as much. So okay. no, if fair. if you don't know Wheel of Time books, you might like the show. You would probably like the show. Okay. Well, maybe I should watch it. it yeah. Okay. So back back cool. to Star yeah, back Wars. Back to Star Wars. Just wanted to deviate there for a second. Um, so Garrett, you think mm-hmm. it's fair to say, from an iconic standpoint, a cultural impact, mm-hmm. um, both what mod- what they're doing modern day, you can't look and there's Star Wars. Star Wars is branded and everything. everything. But if you look at um, like you put the Mount Rushmore of iconic characters. Mm-hmm. Who do you put up there from Star Wars? Because it had, I mean, you could easily put Luke, Leia, Han, Vader, right, all up there, even, even Palpatine in some ways. I mean, oh, people yeah. just know him. Um, Stormtrooper. I mean, there. I feel like there's so many Chewbacca. iconic visuals. Who do you think is the most iconic? If you could put one Star Wars character on a Mount Rushmore of all time iconic film characters, who mm-hmm. would it be? I mean, for me personally, it's it's going to be Anakin Skywalker. Now, now, Darth, you talking about Darth Vader? I'm talking about Anakin Skywalker as he was a Jedi Knight. To becoming Darth Vader and then eventually his redemption mm-hmm. in the end, I believe is spoiler. Yeah, oh my spoiler. Gosh. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, you but. know, I, you, I made a post one time on Facebook saying because uh, <laughs> Garrett, uh, you know, put that outside of Jesus's uh, life, death, and resurrection, Anakin Skywalker is the best, uh, best sense right up there with Christ. Yeah, I think it was like outside of like my salvation with Christ <laughs> yeah. and redemption story, Anakin Skywalker. He's got it nailed. He's up there, man. Uh, so JP, iconic wise, cultural impact. What's your take on it? Do you think that am I overhyping the cultural impact? No, of Star Wars? no, because I think there's a ton of uh, you know content uh, material out there uh, for the science fiction realm that is um, what it is because of Star Wars um, and because of like the vision that George like Lucas had. Yes, absolutely. Those parodies, top notch. So yeah, um, absolutely. So I'll, I'll I'll kick this one to you, JP. It's our last closing topic of the in review. Um, how does it? You know, my some of my biggest qualms actually were with the. Um, I thought the acting wasn't so great. Yeah. Uh, I thought Mark Hamill specifically, especially early in the film, he came across as very whiny. Yeah, hammy, 
overacting in well, a lot of scenes. You look at the the plot of the movie, like it's 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 a, a war, and this kid is basically. I don't know if it's because he's too young. Yeah, how um, old is Luke? Do you know, he's got to be around Gar- seventeen, right? Yeah, he's he's, he's got to be still a teenager. Okay, yeah, he is for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so you look at it, and this it is just this whiny kid that's stuck at home that you know, in his eyes, has all this potential in the world that basically is stuck at home doing chores. Um, and so whenever the opportunity comes for him to leave, um, he's gonna he's gonna jump on it. And so yeah. Yeah, I, th- I just, um, I thought Mark, I mean, he settled into role. Maybe I just got used to it. Yeah. But I, I didn't love his performance there. Um, it, it was one of his first, like, it was. bigger Same with Harrison Ford, but Harrison yeah. Ford was. No, no. Harrison, I mean, it, it was, but Harrison Ford was, he was ready for that role. No, I know, but yeah. he was. That's the difference, though. In He's older yes. than Mark Hamill, too. But, you know, it was, that was one of his first roles, too, Harrison yeah. Ford. And I thought he did circles around. Mark Hamill. Yeah. But granted, it's kind of an easy, it's more of a shtick than Luke had. So yeah. it's more of just be gruffy, arrogant. I thought Han Solo was great. Now, granted, there were a few times I was watching it for, you know, in review, and he mouths words. Like there's one scene in the Millennium Falcon where him and Luke are talking to each other, and he's like, I can't see him doing it. I'm moving my <laughs> moving lips. His, he was like, reading what Luke was saying, like reading his script too. Yeah. Um, just little small subtleties like that. But that's, you know, for the time forgivable uh but i thought carrie obviously alec guinness who played obi-wan yeah world-class actor um can't believe he's in the franchise to begin with um he was great uh he basically hates star wars <laughs> by all accounts now but uh, well he's dead now but um uh, yeah. like way dead. old dead like probably don't even have a skeleton anymore dead hello there yeah hello there, hello there. Yeah, i i didn't know it, the hello there I didn't know that was in yes, New Hope. Dude, that, that blew was, my mind. Dude. I, I didn't know that. Yes. I, just, I got so associated with the prequels and Ewan McGregor's yes. hello there that I didn't realize Alec Guinness dropped it to R2-D2. I was like, oh, shoot, Yeah, dude. that was the first thing I noticed I when I revisited. I literally put my hand over my head like I am right now. Oh, yeah. Hello oh, there. my gosh. Yeah. Hello there. That was, oh, that, that, that was shocking to me. Um, but I thought Carrie Fisher was the best. I thought she was the best in the of the bunch in that. Now, she has some weak spots, too. But I thought she was the most prepared for role. I thought she was the best in role. And I thought she definitely acted circles around yeah, both Harrison I, Ford and Mark Hamill. Carrie, Carrie Fisher deserved probably 15, 20 minutes more screen time. Agreed. In she that. was more of a, honestly more of a butt of a joke yeah. quite a few times in Cause, that film. Because I, I think watching it, you with I think is the, the hang up on a lot of this this movie the first time through is you're not sure who who plays what roles and mm-hmm. what they what they contribute to the plot, what's what's happening. Um, and I, I think the moment, you know, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher are on screen together, that is, that's where the magic is. Gosh, it's such an ancestral moment. It's not, not that, not that one. <laughs> well, it is too. Yeah. <laughs> but, know, uh, no, Harrison Ford. You said Mark Hamill. No, I did Carrie Fisher. Yes, you did. We'll roll, we'll roll it back. Okay. Well, uh, I'm but, anyways. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, Harrison Ford and uh, Carrie Fisher that's together. Better art you know that it's steamy it is it's great um and you know harrison ford i think brings the best out of all of them i agree um his his moment in the cockpit with luke whenever um you know leia comes in and basically is telling them what they're gonna do she's taking charge and you know it's the first moment where han kind of admits like hey she's you know because luke's like you think han's like you think she could ever be with a guy like me looks like no exactly no (laughs) no yeah so it, it it's great um i think like i said harrison ford brings out the best han solo i think is probably if not my favorite top three 
performances. Like he's like one of my favorite all time cinematic characters. Mm-hmm. I love Harrison Ford as Han Solo. That's great. Um, and that made me like I've watched a lot of Harrison Ford movies that aren't this and Indiana Jones because of his Han Solo performance. So love that. Um, so we're gonna go into Empire Strikes Back. You know that's my all time favorite film. Mm-hmm. As of I've watched it in a while, but it is my all time favorite movie. Um, that's part of a franchise, but in general, but I try to exclude being part of a franchise. Um, but I moved up my new hope to a five star, which is a perfect rating for me. So now I'm interested to see where Empire Strikes Back lands. It's great. Um, I hope it's just as good as I remember, but a new hope really uh, struck me as. Mm-hmm. I mean, right, we're one for one right now. Yeah. Um, but where it lands in the franchise, I'm moving it up. I had it like. Uh, Probably sixth or seventh in the overall ratings going into this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's up there now at two, three. You know, um, behind Empire Strikes Back, and I mean, my Empire rating could slip after this. But I, I think the rating of that is solely because of all the other con, uh, all the more context given it, by the hard. other I, films. Right, correct. And I, I tried to, I tried to look at this movie as a snapshot, but in that. And I mentioned it in my review. Can you imagine? Yeah. Like, t- t- look at it as the film itself. All the context out. Yeah. You see a lightsaber earlier in the movie, right? When Luke looks straight into it, right? And he gets to play around with it. You see a little bit on the Millennium Falcon when he's like sparring with that little droid thing. Can you imagine how riveting, exciting, mind-blowing, boner-inducing it was to get to watch that lightsaber duel between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan on the Death Star? I said it's a little anticlimactic now for us because we're spoiled to it. Yeah. But can you imagine watching that for the first time, hearing those... Oh my gosh, guys! We almost moved on. The score. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh, dude! If that if, if the intro to Star Wars and the Imperial Absolutely. March and the Force theme um, and uh, Duel of the Fates, mm-hmm. John Williams, you know who, who does Go. Indiana Jones? He does uh, you know Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, does he do Harry Potter too? I think he does. JP, check me on that yeah. while we keep talking, but. That is the the most iconic yes. score of all time. Well, that's what I was going to say. Um, in the pop culture, the, their influences, you could play that theme song. All you could do is play the first second and a half. And everyone would it's be like, like Black Star Parade. Wars. You hear that piano key. Yeah. He does do Harry Potter. Uh, he, he does do Harry Potter, but also Patrick Doyle, Nicholas Hooper, and Alexander uh, Displit. Uh, it's just John through, Williams. Yeah, yeah, but just throughout the whole it's series, John it's mainly John Williams. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he did the theme, what we associate with Harry Potter. But yeah, like that is the most, to me, the iconic score of all time. Yes. And it elevates the movie. Like mm-hmm. it, the whole time I was listening to it, it's like, we're going to have you watching Friday Night Lights right now, the TV show. There's some, what, JP? It's not as bad as I remembered it. You know, it's cheesy, but it's in like an endearing way. <laughs> the first few seasons. We're, we're, well, season one has like 28 episodes. <laughs> yeah. 24. We're up to the finale now. Yeah. But like the John Williams does yes. is intentional. And yeah. it adds a weight and a gravity and a thematic just joy to it. So so it, we'll probably get into this a little bit more later, but we just saw Black Panther recently. Mm-hmm. And what was the first thing I told you? Marvel the, fatigue is real. I get I it. And But some of it has been the music. I agree. It's and been the 80, you, the, you said it, the yes, 80s montages. The moment, though, that uh, Star Wars starts, that music, it pulls you in. Mm-hmm. If if the graphics lose you, you know, whatever, that score alone is is, is worth, you know, the It the still two, brings a two sense two of excitement. It yeah. gets my heart racing. I know. Yeah, and, I, and it's something that you're going to consistently see throughout the series. And when you do that, you're, you're, you're transported to a point, a, a reaction, uh, emotion of, like, instead of, here's a bunch of lyrics that, basically what's happening. I think it was in my review of All Quiet on the Western Front. I said a great, a good, uh, a score can make a good movie, I don't know, 
I'll have to look it up. But anyway, uh, what do you? What else you got about the score, Garrett? We'll move on. Oh, I mean, the score's fantastic, and y'all hit all the the points there that it brings in the movie. You get to hear the movie, and I mean, it's it's great. I found so. the quote I was trying to say when okay. I in my review for All Quiet on the Western Front, which is one of my other five star films of the year. I don't give those out very often. Fantastic movie. In fact, if it's in a foreign language, but Garrett, you should definitely watch it. Yeah. It's on Netflix. I watch it with subtitles anyway. It's three so. hours long, so it's it's really good. Anyway, one of the quotes I said in here is um. Da, 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 da. Okay, a good score can make a film great. A great score can make a film live. All Quiet on the Western Front lives fully loudly unforgettable. Mm. If, if All Quiet on the Western Front has that, I just, I mean, I don't have anything to say except John Williams is just amazing and the Star Wars music. Take the films aside. I, I could go, I want to. It is It is the the fiction to the, to the, yeah, to the side because they've got this, you know, Futuristic, uh, aesthetic, visually, and the Cantina band. Yeah, oh, How did you mention Jesus, that? Uh, beautiful. <laughs> but John Williams just has a way to basically make something feel magical. Amazing. Oh. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Uh, a New Hope all around. So, Garrett, what's your final score? What would you rate it out of out of ten? Out of ten. Oh, out of five. Five stars. Uh, we'll do the five. letterbox rating. Out of yeah. five stars, what are you going to give it? Um, without um, context of everything made today. I like four and a half out of five. Yeah, I'm honestly, I think five, both. Um, I, I, I do mention there's some continuity issues, but if I just look at the snapshot of the film when it was made, and then in addition to now knowing what I know, to me, it's just a five, both both around for me. Yeah. Review, um, hopefully can have you back. Uh, for that, it's my all-time favorite movie, so we'll see if it holds up. Um, we get some very iconic scenes in Empire Strikes Back. So uh, that's on deck for next week's in review. So lastly, for closing here, we're going to talk about what we've done our what's new. Okay. So Disney on brand with Star Wars here. Uh, Disney bought out Lucasfilm for like $4.05 billion, which is a drop in the bucket compared, uh, which is all hung up, which I could get into a whole rant on that right now. But um, Anyway, so talking on Star Wars, I thought it'd be good to bring up Disney and kind of talk about what Disney's doing um, today. So, JP, I'll point, point you to the first question yeah. before we get into the Star Wars Marvel portion of it. Um, is Disney a good thing or are they bad? I think at one point, I think it's both for me, but yeah. what, what are your thoughts on Disney? Uh, so in my rewatch of, of Star Wars, um, A New Hope, this is a Marvel movie. Mm. Like this is This is everything that Marvel tries to do. From the very first instance, you have CP3O and R2D2, the, you know, the banter, the 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 secondary characters that are, you know, the comedic relief. Like that is that is Marvel this kind of set the the template of like how you successfully have um, a good uh, fictional movie that is basically an epic that kept, like just it, it, if momentum whatever it, it it it's great i think disney was a perfect fit i know the true like star wars head like they they were up at arms about it mm. but i would say probably two-thirds of them now would probably say it, it's for the better it's been a good yeah good marriage for the two garrett yes. you're the biggest star wars fan good and bad all they've done for it um so how, how do you think they've handled star wars i think they've handled it pretty well now the the movies Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, The Rise of Skywalker, and I'm just not a huge fan of the very last two, uh, mm -hmm. Episode Eight and Nine. But if you look at all the shows that Disney's making, I mean, they've kind of re tried to retcon those two quite a bit. I mean, they're not really <laughs> talking about them at all. Um, and so if you look at if you look at the shows that they're making, and 
me and my son, we were talking about Star Wars. I mean, we had Obi-Wan. Andor is absolutely phenomenal. That's actually what, one thing I want to highlight. I still haven't watched it more than I've seen two episodes of it now. Um, so I'm behind. But I like what they're doing with CGI infested, mm -hmm. you know, action packed every episode. It's more of a methodical, slow burn, narrative driven show. And I think that's something Disney, I think, has maybe listened to the fans and mm -hmm. adjust. But I think they're best what Disney's done with Star Wars is more respectable in the f television side yes. of things rather than the film aspect. When these it. shows. I tell you, Mandalorian revived me when it came to Star Wars. I mean, mm -hmm. I've always loved Star Wars, but then once the Mandalorian came out, I was just like, oh my gosh, I forgot how much I love this, how magical the universe was mm -hmm. and is. And um, I mean, I, I believe they're pretty good with Star Wars too. I think inevitably, whether it was Disney or anybody else or if Lucas stayed independent, they're going to be a victim of the time and acquiesce to the trends and stuff like that. So I think any of the complaints people have about Star Wars or Disney, like if Sony or um, Universal, or yeah, something. Universal or someone had had acquired this, I it Disney was just the perfect fit because of the tone that their movies normally yep. take. If I don't think they would have done it, I think it's a good film. Look at how they're gonna the like the tone of movies. I think it's helped them grow. Same with Marvel, um, yeah. but I think Disney's done a great job with Star Wars, uh, and I think they've done a pretty good job with Marvel. Um, granted. There is such a thing as Marvel fatigue, and I do think we're. Um, I think they've done a good job. They put out a lot of content, too much content in yeah. some cases, and it gets pretty repetitive. But I, overall, I'd give them a solid B B I, rating with Marvel. I'll say I I was bad. Like the hype on that was was so high, and uh, it was fine. It was it was fine. It was the same Raimi mm. movie, which is, you know, to be expected. Yeah. Uh, but after Wakanda Forever, we're we're into Phase Five, and now. I didn't hate Thor: Love and Thunder. I. I Christian Bell is one of the best villains they've yeah. had, um, and some of the best choices. Uh, beautiful, yeah. One of my favorite things Disney's done with Marvel. Um, and I thought Christian Bell was fantastic, and I thought it did a lot of good things and set up some good things. But uh, what you see me pick my nose? Yeah, yeah. no, just pull the mic away. Yeah, I had an itch. <laughs> uh, but anyway, no, uh, I think they've done a pretty good job with Marvel. Yeah, I, I, I have uh, full faith like Jeff uh, for the direction that they're going with Wakanda Forever, and uh, we'll, we'll see what looks happens. Amazing, That's the trailer yeah, yeah right exactly. Now. It looks great. If they can make and Loki and Wandavision top yeah, tier, yeah. their shows. I think that's where Disney wants again. Oh yeah, that's I'll, good. Gonna say I'll, I'll do. Hawkeye. I'll do a rewatch of Hawkeye. That is that yeah. is a Christmas. Christmas. It is a Christmas, and it's uh, very good. Have you seen special. Hawkeye, Garrett? I have not. Okay, it's good. Uh, but JP, overall, how they handled Marvel? You think it's been a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, it's been good. I I, I have no no qualms with them at all, Garrett. Believe it for or for an opening night. Yeah, no, I'll I'll catch it when I can catch it. Um. So, yeah. So, I'll, I'll well, it doesn't matter. Moving on from them, unless you have anything to add for no. Marvel and Star Wars. I think Disney's done well with them. Um, Disney, their animation, their studios, their actual Disney films, Disney, Pixar, whatever. If not them, who? Well, I know exactly. I mean, Illumination? They, well, they, they bought them out. They bought, uh, uh, who did they buy when they got Fox? The Ice Age people. Uh, big Sky? Yeah, Big yeah, Sky. Yeah, they, they were a big I, I mean, the, the Illumination, which I think is, uni That's, is that Universal? Yep, Despicable um, Me and um, yeah, Secret Life of Megamond. They ruined, That's DreamWorks. They ruined the Grinch. Wait, is, who's owned DreamWorks? DreamWorks is good. They do good stuff. But Illumination is... Yeah, that's the universal one. No, they, um, they yeah, the reach and pull for that. I think that's... the indie ones are their biggest challenge. Like the people who did The House, people who did Wendell and Wild, people who do um, like Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh, people, yeah. Like that weird, quirky, independent... Well, not even independent. I think Universal actually published it, Kubo and the Two Strings. Yeah. But, um, I, like, I wish Disney would do more of that stuff. I wish Disney would do more... Uh oh, the missing link too. No, the uh the Grogu um 
short. I don't know if it's a if it's just the a one off one? episode. Yeah, with Studio Ghibli. Yeah, that came out. Thing. Yeah, but Ghibli's I do like the potential amazing. of a partnership with Disney and yeah. Studio Ghibli. That gets me excited. Um, so JP, you still think they're the goat then? Yeah. What's your favorite Disney animated movie that's more recent, like a recent one, not like a, a nostalgia induced one? Uh, Disney Pixar. Any any Disney because Disney Pixar is synonymous with one Man, another. Man, great movie. Yeah, I don't hear, that, a lot of people don't probably, say that, but that's a good yeah, one. That, that's did you watch more the Utopia one. Plus a little shorts? No, that came I they're pretty fun. Yeah, I, I like those too. I'll watch it. Garrett, what about you? Uh, a recent Disney movie that you feel like is just a solidifying um, understanding. Encanto, like, obviously, is gosh, a great I've movie. I've watched that no less than a hundred times because of Violet. And yeah, that's a that's a testament to well, them. We've like, watched Zootopia so many times. Lorelai loves it. Mm-hmm. Leo loves it, and. I really, really enjoyed that movie. So. Yeah, Zootopia is really good. Uh, Encanto is probably my first like think like I know it's a weird thing to say, but the hair in Encanto mm-hmm. is amazing, and the songs are some of my favorite. But if I'm looking at something that's just like creative and original that Disney's done recently that I think is just fantastic, uh, Inside Out was um, amazing, okay, highly maybe. original, really good. Um, no, I, I really I liked Luca. Luca. I thought the I story in that like that. Did is... you think they were gay? No, because everybody's like, "Oh, Disney's a chicken. They should have made them boys gay." But uh, <laughs> made them boys gay. No, I, I, I didn't. No, I didn't get that. But I mean, even if, even if it was, it, it was still it's good. coming anyway. Animated one, yeah. Uh, John Carter. They took a risk with John Carter, and it fell. I haven't seen it. You've never seen John no, Carter? No, I, no. I know. I know. It took a second. Me and Tanner saw it in Key West. We went to Key yeah. West together on an eight-day bro trip. We camped at the That's waterfront of the ocean. So cute. In a tent together. It was great times. So we went and saw Tomlin. Well, in Disney stand standing the bomb, but it was uh, Tim Riggins is the main guy, Taylor Kitsch. But you, Garrett, you looked like you've seen John Carter. You like John Carter? I did. I did it was enjoy great. John Carter. It was yes. fun. It was whimsical. It was a great time. So yeah, I think if I had to say, I say Inside Out. It's pro- oh Soul. Okay, Soul was boring to me in a lot of ways. Really? Yeah, I thought it was a little boring, but. I gave it like four and a half stars. Yeah, the ending, like I, beautiful, I, and the soundtrack, yeah, and it, I loved what I saw all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Soul is, I think, actually, that's probably the best example. It may not be my favorite, but you want to talk about them just being still on top of their game? Yeah, highly original, super creative, and looks gorgeous. Um, they got a couple others coming out pretty soon too. I'm excited about Elemental. Elemental, but uh, next week or week after Thanksgiving, day before Thanksgiving, that, one. That's one that I'm I'm curious because I haven't heard anything exactly. About they it. haven't marketed it, so I think it's going to die. Really, but it looks well. It looks like Osmosis Jones in 3D, so that gets me super excited. It's giving me heavy Osmosis yeah. Jones vibe, which I love Osmosis Jones. Uh, so I'm excited. It's the greatest Disney movie of all time. <laughs> of all time, now as you just go all time, JP, lay it on me. All time, oh, I hate this stuff. I know. Uh, greatest Disney movie of all time for me has got to be. Okay, I'm just gonna go with the uh, the obvious since The Lion King for me. It's a goat. It's yeah. a classic. Dang it. Okay. Treasure Planet. I think. Dang it. Treasure Planet's the goat, man. Um, people are going to disagree with me on that. Do I have higher nostalgia feelings? Oh, for sure. Atlantis. Atlantis is oh. up there. Uh, you know, them, they probably invoke more nostalgia. Yeah. Like, I feel more. For, for but, me, like oh, Jungle Tarzan Book. Too. Tarzan's fantastic. Jungle Book Jungle as well. Jungle Book's great. But for me, it's Treasure Planet. I think it's the most underrated Disney. Exactly. And Joseph Gordon Levitt voiced him. He could just go yeah. straight back into role. Um, have you seen Treasure Planet, Garrett? Uh no, that's terrible. Jerk. You need to introduce Leo to that. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. So last Disney question, and I'll wrap up our episode here. What Disney property would you like to see turned into like a, a like a modern oh, yeah. honey coming yeah. out? Like if it uh, was just free mark, like uh, out there to the public. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, what? What? Well, granted, let's not make them serial killers or anything. Yeah. Like that, but like still true to Disney, but you could recast it. It could be live action or whatever. Uh, turn into a series. Obviously, I think Treasure Planet Atlantis yeah. is right for the picking for yeah. that. I think an Atlantis show. 
would be beautiful. Uh, Disney Plus, a live action, a dark one. Not like don't make it. In the cultural aspect, I feel like that's big for Disney right now is going into you know these different cultures mm-hmm. and, and like I loved Peach Dragon back yeah. in the day, and I thought the live action one was really I think good. Atlantis actually would be um, up there for me, and then I'd like to see some sort of a Bug's Life come back. I loved a Bug's Life, and I would love to see something of that come back in a series or something like that. Mm. Well, I'm gonna say Star Wars, anyways. Um, obviously, I'd like to see something move away from the Skywalker saga mm-hmm. and and start a whole new, whole new leaf, and you know maybe have a darker tone to it, like a Rogue One kind of thing along those lines. Have you not seen Andor yet, though? Oh, he's caught up with Andor. Yeah. Oh yeah, Andor. Andor's fantastic. Andor. 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 Huh. Yeah. No, Andor. A- they did do something different with it. Yes, because it is Andor's current, but um. This isn't going to be a big spoiler for me because I'm honestly just curious. It's going to take me a while to catch up on Andor. Um, what's his name? Is in it? Uh, Planet of the Apes motion capture guy Andy Circus. Yes. Uh, is he Snoke? Because he no, he he he's not going to be. That I, I saw him crush Part it, but like you watched to, it to you escape. Think? And right. Andy's character cannot escape, and he's left in the Empire essentially. Mm-hmm. And so like. He's already cr- said he's crushed that theory that he's Star Wars property, not to yes. have him be somehow and, Lupin Snoke. In and there. a lot of the theories are is Disney is actually about to just tie all sequel stuff into the stuff that they're making now. Mm-hmm. Like they're doing a lot of fan service with the Skywalker hey. stuff. And now they're going to uh, tie this stuff together. Have y'all so. heard the news? They're supposed to be Shadow Order game Ooh. this fall. And it's going to supposedly come out this Christmas. Shadow Drop. I will freak out. I will too. Uh, that's actually one and of the best. And they're talking about Kestis may come live action after this. He's game already drops. an actor. I think they casted him I'm, intentionally because he's already an actor. Absolutely. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I mean, because he's in. Sh- he's great in Shameless. He's great in Gotham. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's going to be in a Marvel property. Uh, he's uh, Mr. F- Mr. Marvel. I think it's Captain Marvel. Captain. We oh, already Captain, have Captain Marvel. Captain, Captain Fantastic. Wait, that's not real. Please hold on. <laughs> that's a Woody Harrelson joint, I yeah. think. Captain yeah. Fantastic. Captain yeah. <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. Uh, Cameron Ma- Monaghan. Yeah. Monahogan. Mahogany. Mahogany. Mahogany Wood. This parchment smells of uh I got many rather bound books smell of rich mahogany. <laughs> that's Ron Burgundy from uh, Yeah, it sounded like No. Cameron. Not Caleb Cameron. JP's doing some live research here. Yeah. On, um, on the fly. But no, um yes. you can say they're a monopoly, you can say whatever you want to do. I don't think so. I think they're continually solidify themselves as the best out there from their animation offerings, from their Marvel, mm-hmm. their Star Wars, their other independent studios. Like, I think I love Disney. I have them uh, the castle tattooed on my arm. I'm mm-hmm. getting a Darth Donald tattoo either in between my, on my bicep or on my thigh, depending on size, uh, where it's just Darth Vader. Dress, or well, Donald there's Dark a Darth pop Vader. culture influence as well. We both are going to have tattoos with lightsabers. Well, we're getting but their buddy tattoos. That's right. how that was this inspiration with a cross, lightsaber or cross with some other sort of franchise. Um, Garrett, what what do you have on your thigh or your calf? Well, I have Charmander with Luke Skywalker's lightsaber, full color. It's fantastic. It's, nice. it's dope. It's dope. It's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Disney is great. I love Disney. Uh, they do no wrong for me. I also go to Disney like every year. I got two trips booked for next year. Yeah. It's my jam, Garrett. I can't wait for you to experience Star Wars. Yeah, Land. we're thinking about it next year. So you will die. I probably you will, will die for sure. You, <laughs> but you better have Star Wars land up here too, Jesus. Yes, yeah. that's so, that's the only stipulation. Yes, if there's not if my if my mansion isn't a, the Millennium Falcon, yeah, I'm upset. You said life you abundantly. Get, yeah, because you can you can get on the Millennium <laughs> Falcon at Disney. If you can't get into it in heaven, what's the point? No, there is none. There is none, Dad. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Facts. Yeah. Uh, so that was, or what are you looking up right now? Okay. Yeah. What were you trying We're to good. find? I was trying to figure out which uh, character Cameron. Cameron Monaghan. Monaghan. He yeah. plays Ian in Shameless. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, also fantastic game, Starkiller. Um, anything to tag on about Disney, JP? Nope. We're good. So this has been the second episode. Um, next week we will review Empire Strikes Back. Um, I'm torn, so you all might be in for a surprise when you listen to this. Um, since. I thought about staggering this. I'm, I'm having this conversation live on the air. Yep. It's me. If we're talking about what's new. Yeah. So we're gonna. You're probably gonna get two for the price of one, which is good because there's some housekeeping notes. I don't really want people to have to. Wait yeah. For we could. It. We could do like a Monday, Tuesday release. Yeah. So you're gonna leave. get two. Yeah. This is gonna be take two. Um, this may all change. We'll have a conversation off air too. But um, as of now, we're kind of where we're going. Did something terrible happen? No. JP does these things where he just looks so intensely at something. I can't help and it. And it's just like, oh no. He is a very passionate man in, in, in our yeah. friendships, in the bedroom. It is. Yeah, I know. Like Garrett okay. knows now. Like It is a sensual thing watching JP lead worship. Anyway, um, mostly. mostly, yeah. Uh, so this is a brand. This has been mostly filmed. Let's see. We are a, what do you want to call it? You want to call it a sister podcast, a brother podcast? Brand, either this week or next week. It's Thanksgiving this week, so probably next week. We will bring back Mostly Focus on a bi-weekly basis, and Mostly Film will be a weekly basis. Um, so thank you for tuning in today. Garrett, do you have any parting words you would like to impart to anybody uh, going forward? Because you'll be here now for, for a little bit as we do Star Wars. But Oh, well, I'm just I'm just excited to be a guest. It's, very, it's kind of fun. structured. You sent me the list. I was like, wow, this is, you know, I got some questions I can work off here. And, yeah. You know? Well, prepared. Good stuff. Now you're going to watch An Empire Strikes Back before. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, just make sure to go follow us uh, on all your socials. Focused. Yeah. Uh, it's underscore mostly or underscore mostly film at uh, Instagram and Twitter, uh, mostly film on Facebook. And our email is realmostlyfilm at gmail.com. Uh, we'll be posting on there pretty regularly. Uh, at least I know for I will. You have admin access, JP. But, yeah, okay. Cool. Um, and I gave you all the logins for the rest. Cool. But anyway, uh, we'll be posting on the end of this. So, uh, Garrett. Give me your best film reel sound on the way out to close us out. That's better than mine. <laughs> <laughs>